good. That's good. That's a good. That's a good intro. <laughs> You're just like a mid shit. Uh, let's get straight into it. Uh, You're not well, going to do. Welcome back to Mr. Prime Minister's podcast. Well, I was about to. You just, well, I just did it. You just jumped. <laughs> you can edit that out if you want. But I, I was away. At, uh, well, I was in Fiji for a week, and then I was just lazy for the past two weeks. But um, I was half expecting you to, to get so bored to just to buy a bunch of mics or break into my home and and, and do a podcast and do a myself. podcast from both perspectives like um you know uh, like uh so yeah no, this is this you know this prime minister and and they did this and then i just <laughs> and um and yeah yeah that's interesting chris yeah i really i think that's a, that's a... <laughs> you can hear the footsteps yeah. and jump jumping between chairs um so who we got uh so a bit of background because we was supposed to release this ages ago and we recorded a podcast and we got about 15 minutes in oh yes and right. uh this is our first i think look pat on the back for both of us for getting this far without losing an episode i would think it'd be like episode two episode three no it's like episode what are we up to technically episode Wait, six or seven are you saying that it's it would probably it you think it would be common for oh, people totally. to no I don't think to so. lose files and technology, no. yeah, yeah. I honestly think it's it's far less common than you're imagining it is. <laughs> Purely because I know that if it, if I had been doing it, I definitely wouldn't have lost it. But you know, well, the side. Well. <laughs> I mean, it is a what is it? What's the split? Well, eighty yeah. twenty or yeah. sixty forty. I, I think you've alluded to it uh, throughout various podcasts, and I don't know if anyone knows uh, the the in joke that we've got here is. Uh, uh, if we do make it big, it is a, a clear line in the sand from me that uh, I have a 75% stake in this just because of workload, ideas. I think it was 60-40. No, 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 no. You're right. I don't do anything. <laughs> you gotcha. I, I mean, kind of, I can claim the, the venue. The venue, yeah. That's... Yeah, well, it... we could do this anywhere, though. If you start putting egg cartons on a, on a wall, I might bump you up 1%. 1% yeah. for egg cartons. Oh, yeah. Jesus. I like this plant. I like this pot plant. Yeah. It's not it's bad. nice. It's new. Yeah. It's a bit ostentatious for this smallish table. Like it. Like I was sitting here talking to my wife, Jordan, and she was at her table and I was sitting on the couch and I guess like I had to like move it because I was like, I can't, I can't see you through this like Jurassic bit, Park. I do like it though. I like, I don't, I like a... I, we never grew up with like plants indoors. So no, because it's, it's just mess to clean up. We're talking about Andrew Fisher, of course. That's literally a prime minister I don't think I've ever heard of. Andrew Fisher um, has a suburb, though. Mm-hmm. Um, quite successful, um, but I stole, I stole a, a letter from the Fisher shop sign. <laughs> a whole a letter. letter. Yeah, you know, like they have letters oh, like Fisher shops. Man. And um, yeah, I, we peeled a hole, mm-hmm. like and it was like hard. We were there for like an hour, and we got it off Why? the wall. I don't know, seventeen. Seventeen. I was going to ask. Was it, was oh this... yeah, I wasn't like twenty-seven. I was like yesterday. <laughs> yeah, Thirty-three-year-old steals so, so, just from drinking the side. some beers, sinking some beers with your mates. Let's go fucking. Let's go steal that sign. Yeah, let's go, let's go do some arson. <laughs> some arson. Um, no, Andrew Fisher. Um, Successful in a lot of ways. Uh, again, this we're only going to cover his first 
um, prime ministership. Jesus Christ. When do people just like become a prime times. minister? Oh my God. Three times. Um, so the first time was only a few months. Again, same issues we've had with, with other prime ministers. It was a game of three elevens. It's a, a, it's a, a, a political system with three parties with equal stakes, equal seats. So they can't get anything done. Um, and what year is it? This is um, this is nineteen oh eight. That is it, it really? I thought we'd progressed a little bit further past. No. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's been it's been it's been so a slog. Much turmoil, but he's man. kind of uh, so after this and the next election, which is in nineteen, which is the next year in nineteen oh nine, is when the first government gets elected. But I won't spoil it. Who wins? But this isn't. That's where we get to this. Today. Yeah. So, Fisher. Only in for like probably, I think it was like a, a five months. Fuck. Yeah. So probably about. Are six, we covering six months. one or just one? Yeah. We five wanna, months. We're only gonna cover five months. Oh, uh, we'll, we'll we'll dip in because uh, you know we want to stretch this out, guys. We want to stretch this out. Yeah, for your enjoyment, apparently. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Fisher. All right, is Fisher. Five months. Um, in my research, he is probably the most. Uh, adept person to rival deacon at this stage like he's the he's the guy who has the knowledge um has the skills has a presence to kind of combat deacon no one else really had all three you know kind of like a whole bunch a whole suite of skills and resources and knowledge to kind of really go toe-to-toe with him well i mean deacon got beaten right I mean, we couldn't it's help. Fair I mean, to say that Fisher was the guy. I mean, he'd they been all got by a couple people. Watson was outed, so and they've just um, outed Deacon. So, um, which we'll get to. So, like Fisher's well, Deacon's come, out second time. This is that was yeah, the second time. In. The second time, yeah. Now uh, Fisher's in. Yes. Okay. Can't uh, wait to, can't oh, wait so to no, it wasn't Deacon actually. Three. No, no, I'm, I'm wrong about that. It was Reed. So Reed's out. Oh, yeah. So what's right. so. Um, uh, Deacon's still biding his time, and we'll get to it. But let's just cover a little bit about Fisher. Um, uh, working class, born in the UK, strong views, strong workers' values, um, very much a Labour dude. So th- he headed the Labour Party for, for a long time and has deep, deep roots in unions. Like his grandfather was a union in Scotland, Um like the head of, head of like the miners union, he was like a big no. from like a big miner fa- mining family. Fisher, yeah, he's Scottish. No, no, no. This sounds exactly the same as. Didn't Reed? Isn't Reed? Yeah, Reed's Scottish. There's Scottish a lot of, there's a lot of Scots. They were in the mines as well, and it, no, they were Reed, union related. No, and... Reed was an accountant. He, he he was still in the mine. He oh he maybe he was just a barracker for mines. I think it may be like uh, misremembering because we did cover a lot of Fisher last time when we in the lost episode. Oh, okay. So <laughs> you probably, you probably like, yeah. Wait. A... So wait, are we covering the guy that we missed an episode on? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even realize. Yeah. What? What? I, we, we I thought we just went. Guy. Yeah, we skipped him. Through, <laughs> you know, he had his chance. Whoever he was, <laughs> we'll never know. The he's... prime minister god said no. <laughs> no, he's not. He's not to be covered. Uh, I think it'd be a short episode, but um. Oh my god! I can't. No wonder I fucking remember this. Now. Uh, I was going crazy. <laughs> I was like, I fucking know this. <laughs> now I just want to like. I think I've got still got some of that episode. Maybe I've got like splice it or something like that. And make it really, <laughs> really, really badly. Yeah, you know, very obvious. Um. Yeah. Born in Scotland. He. Yeah. 
was part of a big mining tradition. Like he came from a family of just miners and really kept up that profession. Um, he was a miner for most of his like early um, career, but at the same time, um, big part of the union, very much a big supporter of people's rights, workers' rights, miners' rights, um, to the point where he got in trouble quite a bit. He got blacklisted eventually for being too much of a unionist in Scotland and pretty much had to leave. How does someone get blacklisted for being what's too he's much stu- of a unionist? Too much striking, probably. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Is that the you know what? Is that the only thing they can do? Uh, is that they just have power because they just to say, eh, pay us more or we won't work. Yeah. Uh, I guess so. I don't know anything. Look, if you want to say one defining characteristic of a unionist, yeah, the ability to strike. Yeah. Because you don't because you organized, right? Yeah. I don't know anything else about except for the fact that, you know, like the mafia ran the unions in the 70s and stuff in America and that's the only things I know yeah. about unions. Yeah, unions are like uh, uh the wife of like a disgruntled mob boss, like they just always always threatens to leave. So I'll leave you. Yeah, you walk thing? out the door. <laughs> yeah, you go. You see how far you get without me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So but you're like, going to miss the Coke. You're going to miss the cars. You're going to miss <laughs> the jewelry. Yeah, I've seen it now. <laughs> That's what they, like, 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 it's like her. Like, it's, I just see to Ray leave. Liotta. And, yeah. 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 The same. Yeah. yeah. Um, Is he dead? He died. Yeah. Did he die? He died. Yeah. Okay. Someone said he died oh, okay. the other day, and I was like, I don't think he did. No, I'm wrong. It was like during a rash of like celebrities just dying, like over like three months, like big, big, big celebrities just. Can you remember anyone else it. who died? Big rash. But by the end of the episode, we'll, we'll come up with all from okay. the past eighteen months. Um. Oh yeah, I've got here. He was kicked in the head by a cow as a small child. I definitely remember this guy now. And he was deaf in one ear. Yep. He was. Look, I don't want to cover too much again because, like, last time I remember I went too much into his, like, early biography and you got so bored. I was, <laughs> like, was so, so bored. But I think it was just – I just wanted to give you, like, a, a flavor of what he did. So, yeah, I think you understand he's a minor, like, through and through, working-class dude. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he came to Australia because he got blacklisted and thought, oh, good opportunity. There he came with his brother. And kind of did the same thing. He started getting into mining, landed in Gippsland. Oh, sorry, not Gippsland, um, Queensland in Gympie. That's right. And um, he, yeah, like basically did the same thing we was doing in Scotland. He started mining, got, got work in the mines, but also be- became big into the labor movement, big into the union movement. Um, started heading up like the Gympie Cooperative with all the workers' rights there. Um but yeah, again, was trying to making friends, but also making enemies at the same time, to the point where he lost. He was sacked by his engine driving job, but I couldn't find anything about why he was sacked. Uh, engine driving? Yeah, engine As in driver. Like train driver? Did we discuss no. this last time? It, and well, I think it'd be like like Thomas well, the Tank thing. engine. Maybe. They yeah. don't call him train. <laughs> well, it'd be like factory engines and things like that. Like, what's a factory engine, Chris? There'd be engines. No, tell me engines. what the fuck you think of factory engines. <laughs> There's like machinery and engines like powering shit in factories back Is then. that right? You know that for a fact? <laughs> yeah, probably. Fucking... This is like Industrial Revolution, like the first one. <laughs> Were there, was there more than one? Apparently, I don't know. <laughs> you know people keep saying into, like the industry, like the Industrial Revolution 2.0. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Is that like the internet? 
Uh, that's like it, it's like steam information revolution. Imagine if we, like turn around. Oh, no, we talk about steampunk. Oh, that's what we're, we're actually. We're just, we're just trying to rebrand steampunk. That's what we're trying to do. do these astral revolution take two. If someone says that, I, I, oh, you oh, mean? Oh, you mean steampunk? I love steam. <laughs> Put on like a big hel- helmet with a clock in it. <laughs> if you if you ever refer to something as being just uh, like industrial revolution two point then you're you're a wanker. Just saying. Just saying. You heard it first, folks. So was Fisher gay? Uh, <laughs> I doubt That's it. That's what the listeners want to hear. Big, big minor dude. Big, uh, uh, you know. I don't know. I don't know. Who cares? Could be anyone. Could be. Um. Yeah. So after he lost his engine job, it was kind of the impetus to start going in that direction of instead of you know being a working class dude working the mines you know, use his political nous, his statesman, his craft to follow into politics. So he quickly became a state politician in Queensland. Um, he was actually a deputy leader um, in 1894 uh, and became uh, Labor's deputy leader in the Legislative Assembly. Deputy in, Premier? Uh, yeah. Deputy leader? Was the deputy, deputy leader of the probably p- be, party that he was in? Or? I don't know if they called it. Yeah, they would be called called them premiers i think back then yeah think so still so before, he was before federation so he was like yeah deputy premier premier okay. in the first so this is something that we covered the last time we tried to do this episode was um i know we said watson was one of the like leading founders in terms of like being the first labor government in the world and like being one of the first national oh, federal yeah. labor like socialist governments in the world but an actual, first, but an actual fact, it, Fisher was closer to that than anyone else because Fisher was part of the, of the first Labor government anywhere. Full stop. Like they weren't national, but they were they were a state government. So in in 1896, Fisher was a secretary for railways and public works, and the government only lasted seven days. But officially, they were because uh, they were led by. Um, all Labor members and was led by Anderson Dawson, who was the first parliamentary Labor government in the world. Um, but yeah, only, they only lasted seven days. So, but it still counts, apparently. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, they were in. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't I do it was anything. Cool. They weren't even in for it, a pay cycle. It, it, You know what? It was also, so the first Labor, but also the shortest ministry of any state government in Australia. Oh, look at hitting all the records there. Yeah, come on, Labour. I was this, this was the this is the episode that we lost where we were talking about freaking what's his name? New South Wales Premier that almost started a civil war. Uh Jack Lang. Jack Lang, yeah, yeah I watched a documentary about him. Oh, did you? Yeah, I watched like a forty minute thing on YouTube about him. From oh, an American. American I was think like, I watched the same one. He was like oh, it was like talking about he go he like looks into like interesting political like situations. About like he references books about him as well. Maybe it's a different one. Yeah, maybe. But anyway, I watched that. I'm gonna watch more of it. Hilarious. Like they talk about it like Yeah. how, how he was. But anyway, we're so gonna we gotta we gotta do a Jack Lang episode. He sure. gets an honorary episode. I think so. Um when we get to that time period, because like the th- it's like the thirties. Yeah. Um so Fisher supported Federation. He kind of went everywhere um, around Australia, around the colonies, and campaigned for yes, um, which is interesting because Labor, a lot of Labor party members didn't like the Constitution and really didn't want to support 
federalism, but they were kind of forced to in, in a lot of ways because kind of you know they wanted to get somewhere where they wanted to kind of federalize. But yeah, there's a, a lot of Labour people didn't want to support it because they didn't think it was democratic and they didn't ha- they didn't see any true Labour values within it. But Fisher he saw it the other way, like being very. Um, yeah, he was kind of in his character just to kind of go, flip it and go, well, yeah, it doesn't have much of a, a labor flavor to it, but we can get in and we can change it. And that's kind of what, he, that's how he galvanized, I think, the party. And he was really good at like listening and um, kind of responding to feedback from, from not only like his caucus and the party members, but like people as well. Yeah. Like it constantly comes up as him, him being a, really reflecting what people wanted. Yeah, even in like the tough times, like he really kind of made, landed on the right decisions because he was the work in touch. He was really in touch, yeah. But only with the working class, yeah. Which is probably the majority of people. <laughs> it was a great way to like. It's an interesting way to be in politics because you don't have that now. I mean, people who support the Labor Party now are not no longer working class, right? Would that be safe to say? Yeah, like the like you can't well, you couldn't you couldn't necessarily split. Voters down the middle between working class and not working class now, right? Labor just has a different set of ideologies and just more socialist ideologies. I'm not an expert, but like I feel like, like Labor, Labor back then was probably pretty, uh, pretty um, what's the word Uh, homogenous? Like they they all probably felt the same way. They all had very similar backgrounds. There's probably not that many jobs you can do back then it's like five jobs you can do no. and it's like you know like in terms of working class engine right? driver and minor apparently just yeah two base jobs i mean like you could combine those right like work in a factory or you work on a farm or you know like that kind of thing right so like they all kind of knew what hard hard days work is the shop owners out on the side putting out the apples on the yeah you know the newspaper boy <laughs> extra extra we have like career union people now though like i guess they did work in some sort of blue collared work but like you got all these people who are kind of connected with the the cause like um bureaucrats and lawyers especially like julie gillard you know she was a lawyer for the, like, the union movement so was bob hawk you know like they all were connected in some way like bob hawk was portrayed as blue collar but i don't think he did anything with his hands i don't think he actually worked really he was he was a, you know he went to oxford yeah he's a point dexter hey point dexter <laughs> you got the dud um yeah so um okay um where yeah, were you uh, i was i mean i'm i'm riveted <laughs> with hearing the story of fisher for the second time he was so interesting the he first. uh big believer in female representation in, in uh boring <laughs> hey this is what the people want i'm being like fisher i'm like responding to feedback that's right <laughs> and yeah. i'm i'm saying yes i don't know if it's true or not but yeah apparently no he did he said um he argued for female representation uh, at a federal conference around the around the time he got elected um i got, I got a quote here because he said um I trust that not another federal election will take place without there being a woman endorsed as a Labour candidate for the Senate. So <laughs> I, bet, I bet that didn't happen. No, no. 
I don't think we got our first uh, female parliamentarian until like the fifties. Yeah, yeah, interesting. That's uh, that checks out. I mean, just you know, a sense of what the times were like. Um, not supporting that at all. Yeah. Um, federal politics. So he got in day one. So nineteen oh one, he was elected. Um, at Wide Bay in Queensland and he held that for the rest of his political career so he was very much um, entrenched yes I think that's um, a political term served as a minister for trade and customs for a few months in 1904 in the short lived um, government of Chris Watson so he, did, he didn't really pop up when I was looking when I was researching Watson it's funny how like these big players uh, I mean, they were there, right? Like they were there when we talk about Barton. They were there when we talk about Deacon and Watson and Reed, right? But like, yeah, Fisher just wasn't really kind of there. I think he he left everything up to to Chris to kind of go. I mean, he was a leader, so Chris had to lead the party. But yeah, I I I was I'm surprised because he did do a lot. Like he he uh, he. Later on, Fisher was like our water, like our first wartime print minister, and he did like from from all accounts, he did a pretty good job. World War One. Who? Fisher. Is it Chris? Oh, sorry. Well, I meant like because he was in Chris's like Chris Watson's like government, and that's where he kind of got. Probably go by last names. Oh yeah. Well, I, I share a first name. <laughs> I don't even know what I don't even know what Fisher's first name is. I've, Andrew. I've forgotten it already. Andrew Fisher. Why aren't you taking notes like you always do? <laughs> I don't take notes. He, he always this takes notes. This is so boring. <laughs> he takes Jesus. copious notes, and I don't know what he does with them, but he does. I just wonder, if, if there are people listening to this, I just want you to know that Chris has like seven pages <laughs> of A4 notes. Okay, he didn't. And we're only up to page three. Um, and oh, I'm that's pushing right. to go through this faster. Okay, here's the juicy thing. So you know how we were talking about, and this and this is done and dusted down. So Reed's got uh, he's passed the arbitration bill, the conciliation and arbitration bill. Yep, is gone. But learnt that the reason why they debated it for so long is because of Fisher. <laughs> okay. So he brought up the he wanted the so it was Labor who wanted the amendment to the to the bill. To, to include the federal, to include the state, state and government yeah. employees, yeah. I think there were other things to it, but that was the basic, uh, the basic kind of tenet to the amendment. And um, yeah, it was Fisher who who made the move to make the amendment. So it's interesting that he kind of was the reason why this thing was debated for so long and took down three prime ministers in the matter of like two years, and no one could get anything done. So I thought that was interesting. Um, he didn't want Canberra as the capital. Oh, yeah, I do remember this. Um, of but he wanted somewhere Australia. that was like just south of Canberra. Yeah, like 50K it was like south. Da- I've never heard of this uh, town called Daggerty. Dalgerty. Yeah, I've heard of that. <laughs> I've never heard of it There's before. There's signs, like, I swear. Signs, oh, like, yeah. If you go to the snow, maybe. Yeah, it's like, it's south. It's like near, I think it's, it's yeah, pretty much like 50K south. Like, oh, no, probably. I think it's southwest of Canberra. So like yeah. if you're going to Jindavine, if you went out a little bit west, it yeah. would be that it's way. It's a shit piss anyway. tiny town. Um, well, it is. It could have been. Could have been. Could have been, been a contender. Country's capital city. But, like, 
are they splitting? Like, there must be nothing out here, right? Like, it must have been literally some sheep farms and paddocks, right? Yeah, it was 100%. It was owned by... Actually, I have a little bit of knowledge about this because a mate of mine um, went to um, RMC. But essentially, when they set up Canberra, they had purchased all of this land from a particular family. And I think there's some name in the area... Er- something is named in the area... And it's like the name of the family that they bought it off. So yeah, right. I, I, don't, I don't know enough about it to comment <laughs> on. But yes, we bought all this land off these farmers, I believe. Yeah. That's int- yeah, I wonder how we went about going, like, getting that land. Yeah. It was just like, I mean. Because like, there'd be a lot of land they needed to plan everything. Yeah, 100%. It is directly. Oh, it's actually east. Of Jindabyne. There you go. East of Jindabyne. Could have been could have been right at the snow. Could have been right there. I hate the could snow, but colder. like can you imagine how much people would froth over that? Or we've been further away from the coast. I'm not a snow you know uh, oh, I hate the snow. Really? Yeah, I fucking hate it. I want to take the kids because no. the kids would be fuck love it. It's funny how terrible. That's fun like I don't know I didn't know that you were that anti snow. I mean, when did we ever go to the snow? We went to New Zealand. Yeah, and that, how fun was that trip? Oh, I, like, I like New Zealand. I spent the whole time vomiting in a car. Oh, yeah, we drove around a lot, didn't we? A lot, we? yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember. You remember how fucking, like, oh, yeah, New Zealand. Fiji's big. It's like not that big. It's not that big, but, like, we're driving around here. You can't like, go through it because it's a fucking geological mountain made by volcanoes, right? So it's, it's hard like to drive big. over it. Yeah, you got to drive around, around it. Yeah. I was like, come on. <laughs> come was on. I telling you, what like, you everyone's asking me, country? Every, everyone's asking me where, where I'm going in Fiji. I'm like, Fiji. I'm going to Fiji. It's a, it's a like, place. Like, whereabouts? I'm it's like, like I a don't town. Know. You're going to a town. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to a resort that looks nothing like actual Fiji. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it's artificial. It's Australia so in Fiji. Is what I, I had a great time, are. by the way. So, so good. So refreshing. <laughs> I Fiji, got so Fiji, give us a sponsorship. Fiji water. Uh, Fiji water. And they got a seven dollar note. I've got to mention that on the podcast. Oh yeah. They got a seven dollar note. Ridiculous seven dollar note. To celebrate their Olympic rugby sevens. I think I think they won gold in the last Olympics. I mean we uh, make coins to commemorate things. That's true. But we've never made a note. Yeah. Do you think it costs more money to mint coins? It must cost more money to mint coins. No, like the just the resource. No, you know what? I think because we got so much anti, like anti money laundering technology going into our money. Our That's cash. true. It's not just paper. Hey? Yeah, it's like it's fucking plastic with all layers. These, like, yeah, and yeah, laser okay. printing, and it's got the um, tactile stuff for yeah vision impaired people. We thought of it all, didn't we? Yeah, I mean, did we? I don't know. Is there more we could be doing? Well, apparently, it's it's widely renowned as being. Great currency, great currency. As in like, great currency. As in like color scheme, or like as in <laughs> both ability to to art, tactile, anti money laundering. It's got the watermarks. It's got the watermarks going for it. You know what? Yeah, Fisher. I think you're right. Fisher's a bit boring, isn't he? He's no. so fucking boring, What's dude. Going on. And this I'm is, trying this to find some me, good stuff. This isn't just me being bored by the fact that we've listened to this okay. twice, but it, it is legit. I think it's going to get more like, interesting. Uh, when it gets to World War One, and they have an election 
Yeah, was really, it was really interesting. They have an election so interesting. during the war. Like it's, it's when, when war breaks out, they're campaigning for the election. So that's that'd be a good movie because then now the stakes are like even higher to become prime minister. You know, what you just reminded me of that silly Ben Hall movie that Dad made us go see. <laughs> it just, I just like struck me as being like, yeah, really good movie, but it's like there's just no like good, low production value, no good bad Aussie accents, political dramas. There's no like, political dramas. The castle had a bit of, you know, a bit of that going on. In it. Yeah, but like nothing politics in it. Though. What are you talking about? There was politics in it. They had to go to court. Is that politics? True. Like, it's more governmental <laughs> involvement. Um, um, so wait, wait, wait. So they were campaigning. World War One breaks out. Yeah, but that's not in this episode. <laughs> Ugh, <laughs> fucking hell! I was about to get first, excited. This is his first. Um, yeah, foray. Um, so. Yeah, they were really good at, um, you know, I was wrong before when I said that they out of Reed was what actually it was Deacon. So it was Reed then Deacon. So Deacon was in. Deacon 2. So Deacon 2, yeah, you're right. Um, I'm wrong. You're right. You're better at history than me. Fine. Um, Didn't even do any research. But again, yeah, the so by the, the time, right before Fisher kind of gets in and, and has a turn at um, governing, Deacon's doing his best to, to, you know, herd cats. At the same time, he's got, you know, he's got things bubbling along. He wants to kind of merge parties together, right? Yeah. He wants to merge his party with um, the free traders who are becoming anti-social, like That's anti-socialist, right. right? But he's socialist. But he's also trying to be a prime minister at the same time and do things. So Labor's in a good spot because they got a lot of power um, and they can vote in a block you know they are very consistent unlike the protectionists and the free traders who go willy-nilly and uh don't vote together and are as cohesive labor are a machine man like they're just they're made to be a good political party a good political system and and philosophy so they've got like the philosophy down they've got the mentality down they're all voting together um and they don't like to do trades they don't like to do deals as well apart from in federal because they have to so they're doing a really good job of putting pressure on deacon to get what they want because if they don't they just go all right you're out and that's what they do eventually they get sick of deacon he's not doing exactly what they want so they go all right it's our turn so they out deacon and so um watson is no longer the member uh, is no longer the leader of the opposition so it's fisher fisher's ready to go you know he's done didn't earn it. <laughs> Didn't earn it. Didn't campaign. Nope. Right man, right time. Yeah. Right man, right time. So, yeah. He forms a minority government with people he can. Um, yeah. they. I think the first thing he does is pass um, the Seat of Government Act, which is the founding of Canberra. Um, and then, obviously, it's in Yass, Canberra area. That's where they eventually went with. Um, I could have find out. I, th- I don't think... It's funny how, like, a Prime Minister does get to choose that. It's, like, a bunch of other people, like a committee that chose this. Yeah, our Prime Minister has, like, no, no power. No powers. No power at all. It's so funny how, like... Uh, yeah. They're not even the highest power in our country. Yeah. It's so it's interesting. Like, it's, it, like I mean, oh, yeah, we have a king now. Yeah. 
right? But even the then, governor general. there's the governor general. Yeah. So there's more power than our prime minister, technically. We were cucks from the very beginning. Like, England's still a huge player. Like, we, the, England didn't even, when World War One broke out, England didn't even declare war on Germany before Australia was like, yeah, yeah, we'll give you 20,000 men. Like, yeah, yeah, straight up. It's fine. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, we're not going to You got some women and children? Yet. Yeah. We'll give, you, <laughs> give you some horses too. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't. It was like, I think it was a week. Some people say um, that Australia's enthusiasm, and it was also in Canada and New Zealand as well, for them to like support a war helped England go, okay, we might win this. And so they it kind of galvanized them to, to, to join, to officially, yeah. Declare, declare war itself. War. Yeah. That's actually really crazy because, I mean, well, maybe I don't know. I have no idea. But oh, we were fervent though. Like you, you can just well, see. Australia like, wanted to prove itself. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's right. And that, I mean, that's widely considered, I believe, to be you know where Australia developed its a significant amount of its identity. Yeah, that's true. World, world's world stage identity. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, interesting. So yeah, so Fisher um, gets to work really quickly, and he and he passes a lot. And again, other um, stints in in the top job, but in the six months that he has in this in this um, first job, prime ministership, you know, not not a whole lot. Um, so one thing that one of the his biggest controversies was, and this was before the war, but um, the he wanted to buy torpedo boats instead of big destroyers. Yes, that's right. Yeah, I thought this is where... Because the public wanted to see the big friggin' boats because they'd seen the Americans, and the Americans yeah. had great big boats. But we didn't need big boats. We needed little torpedo boats. Yeah, so he wanted a core navy of... of like a, Basically a flotilla of 23 fast torpedo um, destroyers that would like guard against invasion. Yeah, sounds and the, sick. Yeah, right? Like, just just dipping around, just, like, a bunch of dudes. Like, torpedo. Um, torpedo. <laughs> That's how they launch torpedoes, trust me. So they say it. There's one in the water. Is there different types of torpedoes? Yeah. Yeah? Like, well, I mean, back then? Yeah, I wonder, is there, like, a torpedo that, um, yeah, like, goes under, like, goes under? <laughs> goes up out of the water like a fucking <laughs> dolphin. It's one that skips along the top. Yeah. <laughs> those are called missiles. Yeah. <laughs> no, they didn't have those. Um, no, they had these. I remember learning about these old. They had them in World War Two. They're like they were called guided torpedoes, right? And oh yeah. Guiding them was they they had they were attached to a cable. They shot them. They were attached to a cable, and they would like pull on the cable and it would like direct the well they still they still use um what are those missiles they use like they use them in ukraine and like middle east like all the wars there like they shoot like a cable it's like the most effective way to bring down a tank like they shoot a cable and the missile just goes along the cable and it just blows up the tank no idea what you're talking about yeah they look a missile that travels jamie jamie look it up yeah jamie bring that bitch up it's like an m law or or m tau or something like that i can't remember but so anyway, a javelin. I think it, no, it's, no, it's not a javelin. It's like they're like laser guided. Yeah, but this thing's a wire. Because the tank's not going to know. You just fire a wire and it just hits it, and it just it's just guided by a wire. Um, cool bullshit. 
What do you fucking know about missiles? <laughs> so he wants he wants all these torpedo boats to protect against invasion. And he was inspired because um, it was only a few years before that that the Japanese Navy had successfully to like fended off Russia. Um, oh yeah, that, twice that war that where Russia tried to invade. Yeah, the Russian Pacific Fleet. They came all the way around. So they Asia, get... just all of it. Yeah, because Russia's Russia's crazy, man. Well, the in terms of how big it is. Yeah, we're back on now. That was weird. Russia's land mass. So we're up to, I think. Was it Russians? The hackers? We 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 just said Russia, and then it was a and then, big coincident, yeah. coincidental. It was funny. Um, no, what was I saying? Like, you were talking about like it's they came all the way down from Russia. Yeah, because Russia, they don't have easy access to any seas. They have to go through like three countries. Yeah, not temperate seas anyway. They like the that. Baltic Sea, they have to go like past Finland and. Sweet, like, um, yeah, they definitely go past Finland, but also like Sweden uh, and Norway to get out there. Yeah, they had a and poor, then, they had a poor Civ Five start, didn't yeah. they? Yeah, <laughs> for, for oceans, and then for, through but, but, I mean, Crimea, like Crimea, 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 Crimea. I'm is thinking like Crimea because <laughs> of the beast, the mythical yeah, beast. Yeah, mythical beast. Um, Crimea. They have to go through Turkey. Um, or through like a strait, like a man-made strait. Or something like that. Anyway, and then on the other side, they got Jap- Japan, but they didn't have like I don't think they had. Yeah. Anyway, so um, yeah, Fish he's is obsessed. inspired. He's obsessed with the fact that the these things did so well against yeah. Russia, like huge warships, right? And um, so he he wanted to, to safeguard Australia, buy these boats, be done with it. But nah. Everyone liked a battleship back then. It was like the big... era of battleships. What did battleships like? Did we not even have? Did we get one? No, I don't think. Oh, I don't think we did. I don't think we bought any battleships. But the reason why is um, people, and this is before World War One as well. But like, there were things happening, like a lot of colonizations happening, you know, around like the Pacific Islands, uh, Torres Strait, New Guinea. So a lot of German influences there, French influences, like they're all coming around. Um, so there was, and also Asia, obviously another big one, and Japan as well. Um, so they wanted to have some flexibility there, but, but yeah, people were kind of looking at America, and they had the big white fleet. Like they had this, they had like did a tour of the world. They bought, they just built these huge battleships and, and gunships and destroyers, and they literally went. I'm going to show it off like this is like their national identity moment like this is like we're a powerhouse like this is what we can build yeah and so they w- they went around and it was very controversial because they wanted to come to australia and we're like yeah 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 but england didn't like that because there was yeah they got a little bit they were um, jealous protective yeah a bit so they see, so everyone's seeing all these like great warships it's like that thing can defend our country like that's that's what you should be building and it was very controversial because like he stood his ground he's like no like no, what do you think it's like we three one torpedo boat? You just need one torpedo boat to take that thing out. Yeah, yeah. It's not like it's not the sexy navy. It's the smart navy. Exactly. Stupid public. Yeah. But um, wait. So wait. What so but happened? he he stood his ground and like uh, it was like newspapers and he was getting a lot of 
detractors in, in the public and even in his own party going like, no, you need to do this. You need to like think about building your own battleship, which would be fucking cool, to be honest, right? Like someone's like... So much coast. Like, like Fisher sits down, like he's defense minister, like, right? And the guy's like obsessed with battleships. And then Fisher's like, you know, calmly tells him, he's like, oh, no, no, these are the benefits of having a torpedo boat, blah, blah, blah. And I just imagine the defense minister going, but so fucking cool, dude. So fucking cool. In 1908. Yeah. <laughs> or 1912 or whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know when the fucking war was on. Um, um, so no, he, he stood his ground. Um, what was the other one? Oh, that's right. Did we cover this before? Um, There's so Fisher. much riveting stuff to remember. I don't know. <laughs> well, this is literally the like most boring guy. Maybe it's me. Is it me? No, it's not you. I mean, fucking, you talk about. Oh, here we go. Stupid prime ministers up here every week. I've skipped a whole bunch of stuff, but this is this is the one thing I thought was the most interesting. And again, Fisher wasn't isn't hugely covered by historians for various reasons um you know he's overshadowed by deacon and um even watson a little bit but um he was a he was the guy that started comcar which is like comcar is the australian um like limousine uh company like service limousine service like it's, it's like an official government um uh, car service cars yeah car service yeah. for politicians yeah um I think only federal politicians. And um, yeah, he was, he was the guy that started it. He said like, yeah, I want official prime ministerial car. Um, and so uh, in 1910, he um, acquired a Renault. Uh, what was it? It was a, yeah, Renault, they say it was a Renault motor car from the Kello Motor Company in June, 1910. The Melbourne Argus newspaper described the vehicle that cost an order of £850 as the latest 1910 model with Renault chassis and a four-cylinder engine of uh, 14 to 20 horsepower. Uh, it, was 20. Fitted, it was fitted with a special colonial model torpedo body painted in myrtle green, picked out with fine red lines. So green with red lines. Interesting. That's an interesting choice. So the body is fitted with a special make of cape cart hood and windscreen so i'm assuming it's like a back part like a like a top part and, and then the windscreen um it, the car is capable of developing a uh, developing a speed of over 50 miles an hour developing that's hilarious that's it's pretty like, fast pretty fast well hello how far 50 50 miles an hour 50 yeah 50 is pretty quick pretty pretty quick for a car in 1910 well it's probably about 85 k's an hour so here you go here it is this is a picture of his car pretty sweet it's pretty good although he didn't they didn't take good care of it because um it was becoming um like i think they didn't really wash it and it became kind of like after a long time became like dirty and dented and dusty uh, because like they're driving around like with horses still for the most part. Yeah, it would have been on hard dusty to... dirt ro- dirt roads and shit. Yeah. Oh my um, god, Menzies had a Bentley. Oh really? Yeah, that's crazy. 
Can't wait. Let's get. Can't wait to get to Menzies. That's hilarious. He had a fucking Bentley. Anyway. Um. So even though Fisher was like very much working class, um, very kind of stoic kind of personality, he did like the finer things in life. So this car was kind of a good representation of that because it was kind of flashy and and new, and not really. It was a traitor to his roots. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Socialist that likes fancy things. You're right. Um, so uh, it was really funny because like the the um, they used to fight over the who can use the car, even though it was like for official like prime minister business. Um, Shepherd, who's like the secretary for like multiple prime ministers, uh, Malcolm Shepherd. He recalled he he must have did a lot of diarying, uh, journaling, diarying. Diaring, diaring. <laughs> is it is like the verb for writing a diary? Diaring. I don't know what a verb is. <laughs> the is that the is no, it's an adjective, an action word, right? Yeah, action word. It's it's not a verb. Anyway, I'm getting <laughs> I'm getting sidetracked. Um, so uh, the attorney general at the time, Mister Hughes, would sometimes dash into the prime minister's room. And asked for the car to go down and meet his daughter, who would be arriving by steamer at an early hour in the morning or late at night. And then uh, Shepard says, on one occasion, he was told that the driver had gone for the day and there was no way of getting in touch with him. See, and then uh, Shep, uh, Hughes goes, the Attorney General, he's like, well, how am I going to get down to meet my daughter? Uh, and then in the most, he said in the most aggravated manner, and he's like, I could have only suggested the cab or taxi. Um, but my desire to remain in this service imposed discretion of speech. So Shepard's gone. Like, basically want to tell him, to, like, I don't know, fucking hitchhike, dude. Like, <laughs> But he had to be, like, respectful because this guy's the attorney general, so. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that was the first official Comcar. And Comcar exists today. It does, yeah. I I think I've learnt more about Fisher from the Comcar, like the creation of Comcar, like anniversary, like <laughs> booklets and pamphlets that they released than any than any other piece of like official uh, resources. Do you know what's interesting? Okay, so so is Comcar a government organization still? Do you think? I should think check it, that out, right? Yeah. So so be like a government department. When so, did the- oh it's it, it's under finance. Yeah, it right. Sits okay. Under finance, yeah. Because what I'd be keen to do is someone, someone, my boss, um, who who had spent a long time at DVA, Department of Veteran Affairs, Veterans Affairs, um, said that DVA is the longest continuous operating government department in the Australian government, and I'd love for Com for Comcar <laughs> to outrank it in seniority of you know longest continuous government. It's not a department, but you know, entity. It would be because we hadn't really entered into any wars where veterans might have been uh, so widespread that we needed a DVA. They'd be the big, the big ones like health, agriculture, and no, DVA is the number one. Plus oh, DVA, it's one hundred percent DVA. Yeah, but I like the idea. But they had no veterans. What's what I'm saying? Not yet. It hasn't come in yet. Yeah, right. I think it had its hundred year anniversary not long ago. DVA, yeah, yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah, I'm, anyway. but when I say continuous as well, like 
yeah, it hasn't changed Which you know department of education like yeah been through three machinery government changes in the last 10 years well, that's why when they because they only, i think they celebrated the anniversary of department of health like in 2021 the first anniversary did you say for like like 100 years oh no it would have been no. 100 it was it was some big anniversary like over 100 years or something right yeah okay they were very excited about it but like if you look at the history it's like the department like the first iteration of that department would have been like the department of like phonology or something like that like <laughs> the <laughs> department of uh spiritualism <laughs> department of uh healthy wealthy and wise you know like that kind of like whimsical shit that they would have named it back then i just did my cringe by the way healthy wealthy and wise <laughs> what is that <laughs> it used to be like what was that no, the department of uh, God, godly, godliness is next to cleanliness. Yeah. Cleanliness is next to God. godliness is next to sorry. Yeah, <laughs> that's the department. That's the department. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what's what's Fisher? Um. So he, so he did it. He did a lot though. He um. Committed to amending the constitution to give Commonwealth power over labor, wages, and prices, um, providing compulsory military training for youths what yeah extended pension extending pensions so allowing more people to, to take up the pension uh land taxes go back to this like compulsory military training like i think he want yeah for, for youths for youths. But i mean yeah. like who but you did, he didn't must actually have gotten kicked out soon after that though mm, i don't know if he i think this is the things he wanted to do oh. um the construction of which he kind of did. some of these things he got done. So the construction of a transcontinental railway, he wanted to connect Adelaide to Western Australia and, and um, Adelaide to um, so yeah, Adelaide to Perth and Adelaide to Darwin as well. Lol. Why? To, just wanted to do it. Oh, such power! <laughs> Build a straight railway over the, <laughs> the flattest place on earth. Yeah. That's hilarious. He also wanted to replace the pound sterling with Australian currency, which didn't Ooh, happen until until sixty-six, yeah. I think. Yeah, and tariffs to protect the sugar industry. Mm, um, love those tariffs. I love those tariffs. They just love those tariffs back then. How come we're going to do more tariffs nowadays? I don't even want to. Like technically, is it tariff like it's a, a tax, like a tax that you have between like states and territories? So it's good. Well, it could be. It could be between other countries too. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's like so, a it's like a tax by another name. Yeah, pretty much. Because you can't tax a foreign anyway. Yeah. So while he was like trying to do shit for the six months, Watson is having meetings and he's getting people together and he's talking in people's ears and he did approach Labor to to to, to merge, but they didn't want to do it. So he he did what no one else could do was basically get all the people who weren't Labor. <laughs> And formed the Liberal Party, the Fusion Party. And so even though he got people from the free trade, who believed in free trade, and then the protectionists who didn't believe in free free trade, and then he had the anti-socialists who didn't believe in any of that and just wanted (laughs) to be, you know... They wanted to be in the game. Yeah. Got them together and, and they formed the Fusion Party... Fusion Party, which would one day become the Liberal Party, which is still the Liberal Party today, and uh, the rest of them just joined Labor. 
So the the other ones, the other people who didn't want to become part of that party just went. Oh, fuck That's it. so funny. That the, like, they had to. The core of liberals was formed from like they the spe- bones of like three deceased. Yeah. Uh, yeah well, they're, they're still called a coalition to this day. Oh, that's so interesting. I never. I mean, I never considered where that term had come. I from. think it's been long enough that you have like core liberal. Like they have a like they have a philosophy that's that you can follow. You can look up and you know. Um, that's what you are like you're a liberal thinker like a like a kind of um, more conservative liberal thinker you know classical liberal thinker that's kind of I think what they were trying to go for and that's kind of what they have today you know it's it's definitely morphed into something different but that's essentially what it is and for for a large extent it's everything labor wasn't you know yeah it wasn't that's all it's it wasn't about, working class it? it's more yeah more middle class i mean the votes you can you get that your opponent can't get. Yeah, but they needed to do it because they, they realized they weren't getting anything done. Like, they just they just didn't have any cohesion. They, you know, they were all voting on different things. They all had yeah. different ideas. So I think ultimately they knew that this was going to happen. But as soon as he did that, they, Deacon held a couple of meetings. Um, and I think by May late may the next year they formed the fusion party and the overnight fisher's like well i haven't got the votes anymore like i can't be prime minister that's hilarious he, he can he did it to himself yeah because like i mean was he a, he was a, would have been a driving force but behind the coalition right becoming coming together fusion party deacon yeah Oh, so Deacon did this. Yeah, Deacon. So the, but yeah. Fisher was what off. Well, Fisher's like being promised to governing and and probably knows what's going on, but like can't do anything about it. Uh, right. Because they can't do any more deals. Um. So yeah, overnight he did. So when, uh, so when Deacon's like, yep, bam, drops the mic. Fusion party. We're one united party, baby. Um. Uh, Fisher like. As you would, spits it down. He goes to mom. Goes to governor general. Goes like, double dissolution, please. Please give me, give me a double dissolution. Can we uh, recap what a double dissolution is again? It's like where you just dissolve both um, parts of government. So you dissolve the lower house and the upper house, and you start again with election. <laughs> you just I can't start- believe that's a thing. Yeah. Okay. And it hasn't happened yet. So we've never had a double dissolution at this point. Yeah, we've God. asked for one because like we couldn't get anything done. But like the governor generals over the over these years have just all gone no. Recent history out. or oh yeah, there's been one in recent history. There's been like maybe. It's a good question. There's probably been like half a dozen. One's been requested, but not granted. Is what you're saying? Like we've requested them before. Oh, they've been granted. Oh yeah, you said times. it's never happened before. Oh no, in, in this point of history, in this point uh, of time. So like it's four years, and also you would think it would happen sooner because they haven't got anything done. Like they, they've been having such a hard time of figuring out who wants to be prime minister. Oh, you're talking about like um the arbitration and Recon- reconciliation act. That's one that example. Kind of like that could have triggered a double dissolution, but it hasn't. Because it's just been gone seven years. And like nothing in the country is like operating correctly. Yeah, they've had like a revolving door of a prime minister who haven't who hasn't had there hasn't been a prime minister who hasn't done it like a solid year in like three years. Yeah. So 
and so Fisher goes, yeah, double dissolution, please. Um, this is not fair. Like they just overnight, like they're now a big party. Like what do you want to do? And he's like, nah, nah. Deacon's now prime minister. Oh, sorry, yeah. Huh. So Deacon comes back in, who was voted leader of the Fusion Party unanimously. <laughs> like everyone's like could not contend with him. Like well, no one just did not want to go. Previous prime minister and a couple of times. We're up to this is this is Deacon three. Uh yeah. yeah, yeah. This would be Deacon three. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Fisher's had to say okay, fine. Well, I mean, I nothing else down. he can do. But he, he's pretty proactive. He because he, he has a really well. He, he's really good with finances, so he goes on like a bunch of subcommittees and and um, is a really good, really good opposition leader. So kind of plays that part. Um, yeah. So that's kind of that's kind that's of kind his of deal. It. That's kind of his deal. Yeah. Um, did you know? You want to know if he was good or not? What do you mean? Well, that's like like historians take. Yeah, rankings. Um, oh, so yeah, few, where is he on the ranking? Few. Well, take into consideration that um, uh, he's, he's got other things to do. Like, World War One's kind of where it really shines. And, you know, he's in for more than six months. Um, but he ranks, ranks fairly well. Uh, Canberra Times, 1992, he was ranked eight. It's not bad. Eighth, uh, eighth. Uh, prime minister of all time. Yeah, best yeah, okay. prime minister of all time. Um, Finn review seven. What review? Finn Finn review. I'm okay. not sure when that was. Financial review. Yep. Yeah, uh, and then Monash University uh, in 2010 um, did a poll and he was ranked seven, and then they did the same poll in 2020 and he came eighth. So hovering a little bit, a little bit above average. Top 10. He's in the top 10 prime ministers. I mean, how sure. many prime ministers have we had? 33 or something? 33, yeah. This is way better than average. He's in the top third. Yeah. Pretty he, good. First war, wartime prime minister. He was a good, great speaker, great... Um, good rouse people. Yeah. Um, big Scottish accent. I'd be keen to talk about um, this, this ranking system a little bit more. Oh, these are just, I don't know, I think it's either like viewer, like readers or viewers or the university one might be more rigorous. Yeah, I think that would be interesting to see. I think that we should, if we're going to, we, we should just pick one, pick that, pick the Macquarie University one and we'll just They're go off pr- that. I, I was looking a little bit into it there. They go in, they go pretty in depth, like, because they go, they look at their policies, but they break, they have like formulas, like breaking down. Yeah, like, like effectiveness success, yeah. and, and polls, including polls. The data nerd and both of us are probably would be really interested in that but yeah like yeah i mean uh, we did not even scratch like scratch like anything like we, we didn't even get anywhere with like some of his achievements but it gives you a bit of a flavor of what he's like oh you mean obviously he's got achievements to come absolutely yeah, yeah. well i mean being a prime minister for the, like during world war one crazy would have been nuts, yeah. He he was so exhausted. Like spoiler alert, like he was pretty exhausted by the whole thing. <laughs> to be like he, to the point where he's like, I'm done. <laughs> he's just, by his uh, third time, yeah. Just, uh, go for a nap. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 1916. I'm kind of done with this whole thing. We got pretty lucky because like his next prime ministership. Um, I think he he loses the election, but then. Uh, 
that's when the first double, lution, double dissolution happens. So the next prime minister oh, after Fisher. There you go. So they're only in for a year before they have to go to another election. Huh. Yeah. I love that. Like it's like of two election cycles, we've had like six prime ministers and one. Oh, I think it's the cable. Another technical error there. I think it's just weird cord. Um, yeah, so that's Fisher. It's even more riveting <laughs> the second time around. You're right. I want. I just. I think I'm a little bit. I'm a little bit over the the old timey guys. I don't know. Like, yeah. I need to get a little bit more modern to be well, a not, bit more interested. Because yeah, I've got no like. I've got nothing to reference. I think it's getting. But Deacon's interesting though. Deacon's so interesting. Yeah. I, like he's very house of cardsy. Like he just, mm. I think he plays smart, so smart. He's playing the long game on a whole bunch of different ways. Well, we've got him next again. <laughs> <laughs> it's the last time, though. <laughs> yeah, I believe so. I don't think anyone. I don't think any prime minister has been. Has any prime minister been in more than three times? I don't think so. Um, it's pretty ridiculous if they have been. Well, it depends what you. Yes. Have they occupied the office of Prime Minister of Australia four times? Well, separate times with other Prime Ministers in between. Because they don't count Deegan twice, for example. So, like, 33 Prime Ministers, he's in there once, right? No, that, I get that. Yeah, that's so fine. like there's like, yeah, because, like, so, like, they're the continuous, like, for example, John Howard was elected, what, four times? I don't think so. Three I times? Thought, like, he was in oh. for, like, he was in. He got elected two or three times max, but he one of them was a con- fairly long time, or two of them were fairly long times. But he even wasn't eleven out for years. That long. Like he wasn't like it wasn't like he was like out for a four year period. I didn't think. I don't know. Fuck. What do I know about John Howard? I don't even know what I'm talking about. So like, if we're saying that, like, how many times they got elected? How many no. Times they were no. 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 How many individual times were they? Prime Minister through one form or another, right? Because right. that's the more interesting. I don't care how many times you got elected. Like they, they had a break between. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was there a Prime Minister between you and I don't your so. second Prime I Ministership? Think three, yeah. I think three but, must be pretty uncommon. No, well, so Fisher did it. Deacon did it. Menzies did it. I think. I think he did it three times too. <laughs> he did it, and he did. It was a huge gap. It was like a ten-year gap between one of them. Tendy gap. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Jesus. So he's like prime minister. His first prime ministership was like maybe like a year or two, and then the next one it was like fourteen years. <laughs> That's um, funny. John Howe was the twenty fifth prime minister. This just seems like it doesn't seem like enough. Um. All right, let's leave it there. We're going way over for such a. <laughs> Boring. Such a boring. <laughs> there's not again. There's not a lot about him either. That's that's what's kind of doesn't help the situation. Like no one's writing books about this guy. Yeah, he's not. Like him. I said like, um, last time, I think the first official biography of Fisher, which was endorsed by Kevin Rudd, another big Labor guy and Prime Minister, ex Prime Minister, uh, was literally only 15 years ago that was re- released and published. Yeah, like a, like an official source. <laughs> like he just wasn't Recently, colored. Yeah. I mean, he was one of the first prime ministers, and he's only just got his book. Uh, yeah, 
Well, I think it's also like other prime ministers who, when they retired, they just left Australia. Because like Reid, when he finished, he went to be like, went to England to be the high commissioner and Fisher did the same thing. Oh, yeah. So he spent, after World War One. well, I think during and after, he just went to England and then, you know, lived there for, for a long time. He did, he did come back, but yeah, like I don't think Reid ever came back and... Yeah, they're just these prime ministers. I think back then they were just so much more connected with England, and uh, you know they were yeah. born, they were born there. So, yeah. Um, anyway, we'll leave it there. We'll cover him next time. Get into those war stories. Talk about more torpedo boats. Talk about more mining. <laughs> Fuck yeah, love mining. All right, bye. Peace. <laughs>